What's up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to another episode of CGX. This is a Cloud Gaming Podcast. We are here every Saturday at 2 p.m. West Coast time. We have awesome members of this panel, and um, we are just going to be discussing... One second. We are going to be dis- discussing Cloud Gaming um, news. There's a lot that went on this week, as you guys know it. Stadia giving us a 100-game roadmap with um, GeForce Now giving us games that are coming this week alone and also their roadmap as well. So we have several topics to discuss, but we also have a lot of news to talk about. So this should be a fun ride. We have most of our members back on this panel, so it's going to be interesting to just check in with them and see where they at and see how Cloud Gaming has been treating them this week. So to get started, let's start with Duncan. How are you, sir? How have you been? What game have you been playing also? What platform have you been playing those games on? So I have been, oh, sorry, start off with, I have been grand this week. It's been it's been a fun week and uh, nice and relaxing out there. Uh, I've been playing on Stadia. I've been playing on Shadow. I've been playing on GeForce now. And the game I've actually stuck a load of time into this week is Planet Base, which is actually on GeForce now. It's one of my games I just go and I just want to chill out. I can just build up the the, the planet and put all the robots and people in there. Just as for me, it is just a nice, relaxing game, and that's what I've been playing this week. Okay, it's a good one, sure. How about you, Mark? What have you been up to? What game have you been playing? Also, what platform have you been using? Uh, so far, like, it went so under the radar uh, when it joined GeForce Now the other week, and then it just suddenly sprung up on my roadmap as well as a lot of other people. So I'm expecting the same answer from a few people today. But Valheim. I have sunk so yeah, into Valheim so far. Um, and for, it's one where usually I pick a platform and stick with it. Um, it's pretty much everywhere, so it's been fun just to kind of um, test it in different places. So far, I've done it on my local PC on GeForce Now, um, loving their still loving their browser uh, implementation of it, uh, and I installed it on Shadow as well. So I've just been jumping between the three, like wherever I am at the time when I decide to start playing, I can just stay there and don't have to swap to a different platform, which is quite nice. Did you figure that game out yet? I'm still having a hard time trying to get through the beginning part of the game and. I have watched a lot of tutorials. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like true survival. It doesn't like hold you. There is like a little bit of um, introduction and a little bit of uh, how to, but the rest of it is just like figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> survival style. But yeah, really liking it. Good, good. It seems like a lot of the community has been as well. The game sold, what, a million in its first week, which is quite impressive for sure. Yep. Jumped to the top of Steam, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. How about you, Jerry? What have you been up to? What games have you been playing? Also, what platform have you been using to play that? Yeah, so for me, it's mostly been Rogue Company. I stepped away from that game for a little <laughs> while to play a bunch of Cold War, and then they released Season 1, their first Battle Pass, and it just gave me a, a reason to kind of jump back over. So that's the only game uh, in between making videos is Rogue Company. That's all I've been playing. Uh, that's been on Xbox and GeForce Now, uh, mostly on GeForce Now, either phone or on my laptop so i can like edit and play off to the side <laughs> but yeah pretty much real company and, and geforce now it's been great nice and that has cross-platform play right yeah. so you can play with yeah 
Yeah, you can play I, with anyone. I got buddies on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC that you know we can all join up and play. It's it's been great. It really enjoys enjoying the first season. That's awesome. I got to get back into that, man. I went in the other day and I was get my behind worked, so I got to practice some more and get better for sure. But good to hear. Good to hear. How about you, Ben? What have you been up to, sir? What games have you been playing as of late, and what platform? Uh, this week I played uh, Journey to the Savage Planet on Stadia for a bit, and on GFN I was playing uh, Session, which is a skateboard emulator game or simulator okay. game. Okay, is that any good? Uh, it's fun. I mean, you just basically your left stick controls your left foot, right right stick controls your right foot, and you lean with the R R one and or sorry R two and L two. Okay, that's awesome. I haven't so, checked that game out. Might have to take a look at that for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was cool, fun. Cool. Nice. Paul, so let's get to you, sir. What, it's good to see you this week, by the way. Um, but what have you been playing? What platform also? Uh, just what's what's good with you? What so you been it's, up to it's just been a slow grind this week. You know, I've been jumping back into Destiny 2. I've been sort of getting through the levels of Beyond Light. I wish I could be more invested into the season, like be really hyped for the new season, but I'm not ty- that type of gamer where I'm like, Ew, I must do this, I must do that. So I'm just slowly taking chunks off the game away, a few hours here, a few hours there. But because I've been watching Attack on Titan, once again, I was saying this the other week, I've just been sort of chipping at that as well, just to sort of see if the story advances and follows the anime. So I've just been switching between two. But roughly this week, I've been looking forward to like Little Nightmares 2, and in the end, I actually didn't jump on board. So yeah. I should I should get a slap on the hand because I was really looking forward <laughs> to actually playing that. So I've actually been have been distracted by other consoles, like the Nintendo Switch, like Mario 3D World, but yeah. that's, not, that's not cloud. So I've actually been... <laughs> dragged away i've been in a few minds what to actually load up and enjoy okay is that good Mario World. Uh, Mario, Mario yeah. World. i mean i played it years ago on the wii u but you know it's just great it's just great to see the port and see people actually buying the game and really enjoying it i really like all this kind of platforming games so cool cool awesome myself i've just been uh trying to get back into playing games last week was difficult i feel like it just went by fast and was busy so uh like i was i said i did put rogue in for a little bit but again got my behind whooped um went back to playing toucan stadia still having issues but something i've been testing a lot lately is vr and cloud gaming in vr and um it's actually something I'm working on, which you guys are going to see here pretty soon. But there is a cloud gaming um, platform, if you want to call it that, a service for VR. And so testing that out now, and um, you guys should be able to see what that looks like here in a bit. But it's pretty cool. Good stuff happening in VR. But that's it for me. But again, there's a lot to talk about this week and i want to get right into it to start let's talk about stadia right it's so interesting because a lot of us has talked about a roadmap and we've you know wanted stadia to just come up and in a way let us know what is happening for the platform after the announcement of the first party studios closing and even though this is not what we got, we did get kind of a little roadmap, right, with 100 games coming. Um, so we're going to talk about roadmaps. We're going to go really in depth in that. But 
let's just talk about where Stadia is right now. Talk about Stadia's future. Um, and where do we see this platform going? Because there's still a lot of unanswered questions, right? So to get started, let me ask this question to the panel. You guys let me know what you're thinking. But how long do we see Google Stadia existing? And just be honest, be real. And one of the reasons why this uh, panel was assembled is because we don't play fanboyism, right? So you guys are cloud game enthusiasts. I want your real opinion. Um, and, you know, feedback when it comes to these questions. But to get started, Ben, let's start with you here. How long do you think we're going to see Google Stadia exist? Oof. Um, I mean, that's a tough question. Um, it could be anywhere from a matter of a couple of years up to, you know, they really struggle along. Unless they hit, their, unless they hit a stride, I'd say two to five years. Two to five years. So you don't see this being a platform that continues to rival other yeah. big they've names. Gotta, like they've got to make they've got to make a lot of changes. That you know, starting with getting an actual PR team, and not just community managers. That you know, sorry, Chris, Chris and Grace are are cool, but you know, I, I don't think they're actually a PR team. Okay. Um, there's a lot of silence. Anything something bad happens, instead of trying to get out get out ahead of it. And that makes me question how long they'll actually last. Okay. All right. Well, again, uh, just like last week, we have little segments of topic of discussions, and we're going to tackle what you just discussed there too, Ben. But let's uh, check in with other members. Jerry, uh, how long do you see Google Stadia existing? That, uh, so... I know a lot of people are feeling like the months kind of range. And for, for, for me, Stadia in its, in its current form probably won't exist past this year without a lot of change, a ton of change. And I think we mentioned last week about Stadia possibly, you know, maybe they need to rebrand to something like YouTube Gaming, roll it into YouTube Premiere, forget about getting big games and just be something completely different from what they set out to be. And that very likely could become the reality in the next 12 months to 18 months. But who knows? That's just, that's just one possibility of just many uh, that could happen. Google could decide to get behind it. And like uh, Ben said, try to push it out for two to five. But if I think they survive, if they survive two to five, then they have potential to survive way longer than that. I think they're in a, in a spot right now where things are in a six month to 12 month period where they have to change something. Um, whether they roll back or whatever they do, I think that change is is coming soon. Okay. Wow. So you're saying a year tops if no changes happen in their current form. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. They they definitely have to do something very soon to change it. Okay. Interesting. How about you, uh, Holtz? What are your takes? How long do you see them existing? See, I'm going to say indefinitely because I don't go into platforms thinking it's going to fail. I don't want it to fail. So with me, I've really had a great experience with the fall titles and I've still got the fall titles I'm actually playing. And I'm looking forward to likes of FIFA 21 and Judgments coming up in the next two months. So I'm very happy to support this platform with hope that it'll, it'll keep on bringing games and slowly growing over time. Of, of course, I'm a bit scared that Google might pull the rug under my feet and because there's not a lot of adopters sort of like years ago when people didn't want to adopt to digital but i'm sort of hoping that gamers will come on board and the platform will grow and 
Yeah, we're gonna have heartache. We're gonna have hardship, should I say? But I've been there with the likes of, you know, Xbox having a hardship, PlayStation have a hardship, stuff like. That. So I believe that if they can overcome it, so can Google. Right. But they need to start bringing the games that will captivate these big, huge, you know, mark of people. I mean, to me, they actually have got the games that I'm interested in. But you need the games that people are sort of screaming for, which you know, sadly is the likes of cards and stuff like that. So, okay. So if they so, get those, get, go ahead. Yeah, so there's a few few tech improvements that I want to see, like maybe Google bringing a VR headset or stuff like that. That I would hope will expand the likes of Google, Google's branding of Stadia. But at the moment, I'm happy, and I can actually see it going past five years myself. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. How about you, uh, Duncan? What What's your take? How long do you see Google Stadia existing? I'm still of the opinion, uh, even though what has happened this week uh, is the six months time we're going to get this, the letter or the statement Google Stadia is shutting down later this year or into early next year. I I still cannot see how Stadia recovers from this. Uh, I think Jerry summed it up well there where it's Google Stadia will live on in some form. It's just what form it is going to live on. But Google Stadia, as we know now, is on the long goodbye, as I've been saying it. It's on life support. It is still on life support, even with the announcement this week. It's, I don't like saying it, uh, but I just can't see how they come out from this unless they drop some massive exclusive which is like they get call of duty for a year which would call bring everybody to stadia but i don't see anything like that happening it's i I just don't see how they get the way out because stadium name is now out there and it is destroyed and and the mind share is completely gone and they don't have the legacy to actually fall back on to overcome that We've seen that with Xbox the last generation. It took them four, five, six years to actually recover from the DRM thing. And now they're just now they're here and now they're ready to play, basically. Do we think Google really has that sort of time to play with? I or Stadia has that time to play with? I just don't see it. And I don't like saying that. Yeah. Yeah. So not a lot of time. Uh they have couple of months to figure things out and if they don't figure it out you think this is going to be another google grave project for them but like you're saying it might you know get moved to like different parts might go to like youtube gaming and, and so forth but okay cool cool the google, the google graveyard is kind of why it makes me think that it's going to last at least another two years google is pretty slow to shut things down mm-hmm. they shut a lot of things down but they usually let them run a lot longer than they should yeah um that's kind of why i said two to five years instead of months um i i think ultimately they're they're trying to do as little heavy lifting as possible they want the developers and publishers to do as much of the work as possible so they can make as much money without doing as little as possible Hmm. okay so in a way that's kind of even more frightening knowing that this platform can go two more years and then eventually shut shut down right because again you're talking about making all these investment buying games right and then for it to eventually shut down in two years i would rather them just shut it down now right just 
if that's the case. Um, but I instead I understand what you're saying with Google Graveyard. But let's check in with Mark, man. What what's your take? How long do you see Google Stadia existing? Uh, I think I'm pretty much aligned with what Jerry said. My my time frame is six to twelve months um, before we can properly answer that question. So how long it will actually last? I'm not sure. Within the next six to twelve months, I think we will be able to answer that question better um, and have an idea of what kind of form it will live in, whether it will be Stadia, whether it will be rebranded. Um, one of the things I'm starting to suspect is because the technology is there and, you know, none of us have ever really complained about the performance of the platform, maybe a little bit at first, but the technology is there. So they just, you know, being Google, they're a business first and they're going to want to recoup their losses. So uh, in some form or another, it will probably just be white labeling the tech out to developers you you'll get like a dynamco who will in the face of it have their own streaming platform where you can play all of their games and behind the scenes is actually running on stadia tech or something like that okay good good point and we might touch up on that more later on but um me personally i i think what mark and uh, jerry saying with giving it time i feel like at the end of this year we'll have a better understanding on what Google's future is, Google's Stadia's future is going to be. I mean, a lot is going to be um, telling to us just how committed they are, right? Their low roadmaps coming along, right? GDC, there's uh, E3, right? Are they going to be present there? Are they going to give us more roadmaps? Are they going to um, just excite us with some announcements, right? We've talked about Activision possibly coming. We've talked about um, more EA games, Battlefield and sort. I think seeing how committed they are at these events, you know, will kind of give us a, a blueprint on where they are, right? If GDC passes and E3 passes and like they're just quiet, I, you know, this year it comes and we're not getting these AAA games, same with other people. I think it'll be um, a better understanding of like, okay, right? These guys are not, their hearts are not in it. But um, yeah, it's, it's something to definitely pay attention to for sure. Uh, but before I move into the next segment, just want to know, do any of you guys here want to add more to this? I wanted to say, like, what happens if we all start buying games and then Google does shut down in six to a year? Would you think that de developers will be kind to us and be very sympathetic and offer us CD keys to play our purchase games somewhere else? Or would they actually say, well, you, suppo you supported Stadia, that's it. You're going, you're going down with the ship. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think so. The day in it to make money as sad as it sounds, and that would just be a loss for them. You know, if they, I mean, it's not their fault um, that, you know, a platform is shut down. I think Google is going to have to be the ones to find a solution for those people who invested in their platform. But that's just my take. Anyone else can answer to that. This is exactly the same reason why people didn't want to embrace the digital sales, because it's the same problem. You don't own the game and it can be pulled at any time. You have no right to play it years down the road or next week you're you're really just renting the ability to access it while it's available on the server that's it there's no time frame there's no nothing now microsoft actually has a statement out that they will back you and give you the yeah. ability to download them but after you download them that's it they're gone you can never access them again and stadia is in that point where okay they're in the cloud and digital only 
So with the shaken confidence of gamers, who would really want to invest any more money in games, not knowing for sure if they can go on two to five years from now and play them? So they're facing that same issue. True, true. Good point. And anyone else, feel free to hop on before we move into the next um, topic with Stadia. All right. So next thing I want to talk about is, uh, are, are they doing enough to secure the future? And if not, what more can they do, right? Again, we've come up here and we've said that by now, right, we should have someone from Google's top, either it be Phil or um, uh, Aaron, whoever who might be a gen justice, just address like what, what happened and in a way kind of instill faith on what's coming next for Google Stadia. We got a hundred games roadmap. Again, we'll get to that in a bit, but personally I'll get to my piece in a bit, but I don't think that's enough, but I just want to hear from you guys as to what are they doing enough and what can they do to kind of show the community and to the people, even I will go as far as to say even the devs that they still committed to this platform. So to get started with this, Jerry, what's your take on it? So it was, I guess it was okay that they at least came out with something, uh, some kind of roadmap with the 100 games, the nine games that are about to come out. Um, The list of initial nine games for me is just, it's it's catalog filling, but it's not, it's nothing that brings somebody over. There's not a single game on there that somebody's going to look at and say, I got to go sign up for Stadia right now or anything like that. Roadmap wise, what I would have preferred to see is when the statement came out that first party was done and that exclusives were done except for unless they buy something, at the same time should have come out with a statement saying, but we're going to commit to AAA third party titles and we're going to commit to bringing games like Warzone, Fortnite, Warframe, Rocket League, you name them. There's dozens of free to play games that are still the most popular on the planet. And if they would have just roadmapped out, and even if they couldn't give dates, just said, look, we we know we don't have these games yet, but our focus is to go after these developers, get these huge games brought over to the platform so we can build a player base. And to do that, we're taking a break from first party. We, We have to cut an arm. We have to do something. So this is what we're doing, and we want to be honest with you guys. For me... That would have instilled some kind of confidence. I would probably even still purchase a game on Stadia because I'd be like, okay, it doesn't sound like they're dying because any gaming company that comes out and says they're closing first party, your first thought is they are done. How can you think anything otherwise? You cannot. Uh, If if you've been a gamer, especially like us all our lives, you know what this usually means. So a sister statement giving us that confidence that they were going to re-put all their attention at getting those huge games, even though they're older games, they're hugely popular. I think that would have just made such a big difference. And that roadmap would have made a lot more sense than this one with like these hundred games that to me, it's it's not enough to do anything to so-called save Stadia's state right now. So you're saying when this took place of the closure of the first party studios, them just coming out and communicating to us as to what is next for the platform, right? Yes, so, give us a shift in your focus rather right. than letting everyone assume you're closing down. Exactly. it just doesn't look good. Optics are everything. Right. So this 100-game blog post announcement, you're saying it's not good enough. Right I mean, now. we knew games were coming, right? And they said 400 games in total were coming. So it's not a surprise when they come out and say, here's your 100-game roadmap. I felt like right. this was thrown together to kind of 
take some attention off of the bad news, but honestly, it, it just it doesn't, and it just isn't enough of a roadmap for people like us looking at it. We we kind of know what's going on here. It was just put out there to say here's something because they didn't put out a good statement with the bad news that they put out. Right. Okay. Cool. Mark, what's your take on this? Uh, do you think they're doing enough to secure their, their future? And if not, what more can they do? Uh, all the things we've said before still stand. Um, communication is horrendous. Like uh, we got their regularly scheduled blog posts this week and it just came out of the blue. None of us knew. I think I even saw you say on Twitter uh, or, or in the comments, someone was like, why is nobody talking about this yet? It's like, well, if they just drop news like this without, you know, just randomly like this, content creators and people like that aren't prepared for this. So their communication is so out of whack that none of us can even be on board to kind of help spread the message, um, which leads nicely into my second point is, is that we, I think we've already seen Amazon do a better job with content creators and integration with existing platform that has content creators like Twitch, as opposed to the world apart that Stadia and YouTube currently are, which is like such a large established platform, they should have been leveraging that since day one. It, it's still insane to me how they've treated it as a completely separate product. Um, and, and they're just worlds apart, essentially. Um, and along with the communication, like I don't feel that as a business, they're being open and honest with players or users or customers, whatever they want to call us. There's a reason we're this far into it and we have no idea, like this pure speculation on the number of users they have, the number of sales they have, the amount of revenue they're making. These are types of things in, in sales calls and, and uh, quarterly calls that you find out from other companies. And we at this point, we still know nothing. So, yeah, uh, in response to the roadmap, I, I don't even want to call it a roadmap because it, it exactly what we've said. They've, they've thrown it together. It's not something that it's. Abs I mean, it's absolutely something they already knew last week, and they should have included it as part of that overall message. Here's the bad news: soften it with, and then yeah, this is going to make it a little bit better for the for the games we did find out about. I, I think I said in my video today. So for those nine uh, nine titles. I really hope that it's just the nine which are like solid ironclad legal agreements. They're the ones that are 100% allowed to confirm and not the cream of the crop, like the absolute best of the best. So these are the nine that we want to put on the front page because those are not nine user-grabbing games. Four of them are 2D platformers. A good chunk of them are from like 2015. Those are not your, you know, poster boys for Stadia. Right. Okay. So I'm hearing a lot with communication, right? What are they doing enough to secure the future? And communication seems to be an area where if they right, want to continue as a company moving forward, they need to improve. But let's check in with Holtz. Where, where are you at with this? Are they doing enough to secure the future? If not, what can be done? Well, the whole no. point is, is, is I'm not blaming Stadia just for being, you know, who they are, because I look at a lot of consoles that I actually own, and there's a lot of games that have not actually got secure dates, and we don't know when they're out. So I, I look at my Xbox, I've got one game that I'm looking forward to, Halo at the moment. One game on the PlayStation 5, Crash, um, Ratchet and Clank, which is the 11th of June. So to me, just having one game at the moment does excite me. 
and have stayed it has released two games in March and April, which is for me is FIFA 21. I know it's old, and then they've actually got judgments. So at the moment, that's really exciting me to actually, and I I don't have infinite time I can spend on gaming, so I have to select the games that that really you know call to me. So with Stadia actually having judgments, I'm going to be putting 50 hours in that. Plus, with the four games that have just came out, I'm going to be grounding hundreds upon hundreds of hours on the next month in this platform. So to me, they've secured me for a little bit longer. But if they want to keep me in for a few more months, maybe into the fall next year, they have to start speaking to the developers that I feel that I want and start saying, look, these are the games that are going to come to the platform in this fall and we're allowed to speak about it. It doesn't really matter if it's Google saying it or the developers. I just need a little nod that this platform is going to have at least maybe 15 to 20 titles for me this year, which I still believe 15 to 20 titles is still a lot for a gamer to play this year. But, mm-hmm. you know, if they, if, they, if they bring them for me, I'll be over the moon. Okay. All right. So, Ben, what's your take on this? Uh, do you feel like they're doing enough to the, uh, secure the future of Stadia, or do you think it's more that they can do? If so, what is that? I mean, the, I, I don't think they necessarily need, you know, only AAA games. And, and it's great to support indie companies, indie games, indie developers, whatever. But bringing a bunch of 2d platformers that run just as well on android and iphone natively is not going to cut it that's not showing off the power of the cloud yeah it's great let's support the developers but you know get them on the play store get them on the app store and push them promote them you know there's other ways to do it other than just treating them as fillers which is exactly what google's doing they're just using them as fillers and that's not that's not right for those developers. That's not just to them, you know. Okay. Good point. Good point. Let's check in with you, Duncan. Are they doing enough to secure the future? If not, what can they do? I am going to be a bit positive here. It's shock horror. I think this was a good start on Wednesday. Uh, I don't know why they left it to Wednesday. For was it for the creator news? Do uh, the the Tuesday post I'm talking about, and then we've got this random one on a Friday. This random one on the Friday, it's a first step. If that was, if this is going to happen every couple of weeks, absolutely brilliant. But if this is the first one and it's going to be dead until end of March, uh, and I hope that isn't just the games we're getting up until the end of March, I hope there's going to be more games than that. Uh, it's like it's Stadia being Stadia again. It's communication. If we went back a month ago, what would we be saying about these games? Waiting to pro, waiting for pro, waiting for pro. FIFA's dead because it's like before I, I, I'd have everywhere else. Waiting for pro. Oh my God, there's an actual game here, which you might actually buy in judgment. Waiting for pro, waiting for pro, waiting for pro. If this if if this was on Luna, you would be going. That's a, that's a, that's a good we wrote map for Luna because you know you're on a subscription model. But Stadia isn't in a subscription model, and you're meant to be buying these games. And uh, there's no draw to, to to play on Stadia for the for these games that they are announcing, which is extremely frustrating. It's you're just sitting there looking at these games, going, "I'm not going to be buying any of these." This is even before the. the the first party shutting down. I I just don't know where 
whereabouts Stadia is at this moment in time because with this 100 games going, the pressure is on them. Each of them 100 games needs to do something or have some sort of pull and some sort of uh, draw. And these games, unfortunately, bar out from judgment, there's no real pull to bring it people across. I, I think what we maybe get misjudged in this podcast, and I know I get mis- misjudged. Then I just want triple A games. That's all I want. I just want triple A, triple A, and triple A. I do not want all triple A games. I actually play. Believe it or not, when these games go to pro, I'm probably going to be playing a lot of them games. I like my indie games. I like the two D platformers, but you need the triple A games to bring everybody else in. And this is the, this is the frustration where there is just nothing there which is a massive, massive draw. The only game there is Judgment, and I don't think they're going to market it because they can market that. If you're a PC gamer, come here and play this now, but I don't think they're going to market it, which is, again, communication, marketing, PR, all that. So, uh, yeah, it's really, really frustrating. But it's trying to entice you. It's trying to entice you by saying Stadia is the only platform you can play Judgment Remastered unless... At this point in time, you go and chase after the, the goose to try and find a PlayStation 5 and Series X. And I know I only mentioned FIFA 21 and the likes of Judgment, but also we're forgetting that Elder Scrolls Online, Blackwood, is coming to Stadia, and that's, a, that's going to be a huge expansion. So I think that's going to be a game that will bring people day and date to the platform as well. But, but will they advertise it so people will know that it's coming? I think they will, because in the end, a lot of people had a backlash by saying, why would I want to play these old games because they're old? But at the moment, this this expansion is new, and they are getting a day and date. So I think they need to start marketing saying, if you've got a chance and you don't want to use hard drive space, come to Stadia. So what I'm hearing you say, Duncan, is they need to improve the PR marketing, right? If they want to secure a future um, with Google Stadia. And Ot, I, I hear you. Kind of, are you disagreeing with that, or are you going with? Of course, you would think that? you would think the size of Google with having a Google engine and you and a big, huge streaming service like YouTube, you would think they would have a bigger, huge marketing team and PR to push these games. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. only support I'm only supporting these games because I know about it and I'm actually playing the platform. For the average Joe, they probably haven't got no clue that the likes of Blackwood and. Um, Judgment is coming to stages. So yeah, that is stages fault. They need to up it. But at the moment, I was only speaking okay. from like my opinion. Okay. Speaking so, to what Holt, sorry, speaking ahead. of what yeah. Holtz just said there, and I know you probably remember me saying this in the Discord, but I just Googled cloud gaming again. And again, the first thing that comes up is Amazon Luna, then IBM Gaming, then Xbox Cloud Gaming, and then The Verge, and then Shadow Tech. And it's that way every time. Why would Stadia not show up at the top of a Google search for cloud gaming. It never has. I check it all the time because I think it's hilarious. And it just goes to what Holtz is saying about the, like, nobody, like, where's the communication here? And the issue, like, I don't understand how you can Google Stadia and not have it come up on your first, like, I just don't get it. So I wonder if, like, laws, right? Um, I know Google's battling a lot of um, anti-consumer laws right now. And I wonder, right, if they put their product on top of search, uh, you know, 
would that be something that you know raise alert to okay google is trying to favor themselves over the comp- you know competition i wonder yeah. if that's I, I totally didn't think of that because a few months ago it was actually in the news that a lot of companies were actually bashing studio yeah. uh, bashing google for actually yeah. promoting their products like gmail mm. and youtube so yes i guess maybe they have to step back a little bit and let the search criteria just maybe it's not they, even they, on the first page though i just they they don't have to page free to... <laughs> just check <laughs> They don't have to cheat the system, but they can use SEO. Like they can optimize search algorithms to be able to make Stadia more visible. They don't have to make it the top, but it's got to be there so people can see it. Okay. But so, if you if you sorry if you type in best cloud platforms, best cloud services, two thousand twenty one, I wonder where Stadia would appear on the list. Hmm. Someone do that. <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> but all, what I'm hearing you guys say, again, to secure the future, to improve Google Stadia in the future, two things I'm hearing is communication and marketing, PR. And I think a lot of members from the Stadia community will say the same thing. Um, my, my question, and to answer the, the question that I asked all you guys, what can they do to secure the future of Stadia? I would say is to listen and to improve, right? I mean, how many times have we came on here and give companies who do that some kudos? We do it with GeForce Now. Again, they had a rocky start. Some people don't realize that. But again, you see what they're doing. They came in, they're listening, they're making improvements, they're making adjustments. My thing is like, again, it, it comes back to who's the boss? over there at state is it phil harrison because dude you gotta you gotta you gotta step up your game man like who's running the show is it google is it is it is it uh who who is running the show at stadia and again until that's identified i think that's the issue that they are going to be running into i don't think again we talk about this with microsoft with um phil spencer and uh, I wish Chase, Chase was here with the CEO. He, he's good at pronouncing his name. But you see them going hand in hand with decision making. He's, he's always there. I don't feel like state, the Stadia team and Google as a branch is, you know, communicating well. And I think to secure the future of Stadia, 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 there needs to be more like direct communication. I hope that's happening. But with what we said with PR, with communication, with marketing, it doesn't seem like that's the case because it wouldn't be an issue if it is. Um, but that's just my take on the situation. Uh, Duncan, I see you want to hop in there. Oh, no, I was just going to uh, back you up here. I, I am not actually blaming Stadia for Stadia's mess. It's, it's, the, it's the leadership at Google. I just don't think they're backing them. I think they are... Uh, trying to get in, I've said this before, I think they've been trying to get in the cheap, not realizing how actual, how much it actually costs to get into the gaming industry. And I, I think they're, I think it's basically Google. There we go. It's Google, not Stadia. Right. Get it, get it. It's, I just don't think they're, they're getting backed up enough by them. Um, I think when we're talking, or when I'm talking about my frustrations with Stadia, it's usually more at the Google end because I just, I just get the feeling that it's them who are holding things up and they don't really realize what the gaming industry is like. True. 
So, like I said earlier, I mean, Google's basically trying to treat this like passive income. They want Stadia to be a revenue stream that requires as little effort as possible to run. Hmm. All right, I'm going to go f- uh, f- uh, I'm going to do something that's not in the notes. I'm just going to wing this a little bit. So if Stadia existed and it wasn't ran by Google, do you th- imagine if Amazon had Stadia? Do you think we would have seen like a better product? Do you think Google is kind of what's hindering Stadia from becoming as good as it can get? Imagine if Microsoft had kind of what Stadia has right now. Do you think we would see a better product? And anyone can jump in to answer this question. No, because the whole point, sorry, I was going to say, no, because the whole point is about the developers, how they want to opt into a platform. I I still look at Luna and other services, and they haven't got the games that I am interested in. Stage is the only one that I've actually bought a multitude of games that I've been really invested in, and Luna hasn't. So I was just going to say this before. I just actually done a search then on, you know, what are the best 2021 cloud services and the first one was geforce now then xcloud then stadia then playstation now and then luna last so if you if you actually google that in the search engines people are actually going to see that amazon is not doing well if people actually believe these media outlets so stadia seems like it's been fine being average to a lot of people yeah luna just released two months ago in beta though and in the u.s so I mean, there's a reason why they're five. If anyone puts them in the top three, I'll be concerned. Okay, so it, PlayStation now, the longest cloud platform. Fourth, biggest huge I, content library, fourth. I believe that. It's it's not the greatest cloud gaming service. It needs a lot of work, and so that's if, realistic. So if you asked anyone who's the best, a lot of people would say Sony, and there is Sony with their own cloud service being fourth. So at least Google's hmm. doing something right. So at least we can't say if Sony had Stadia, would they do any better? Because the answer is no. They, cut, they shut down services on TVs. They shut down True. the service on Vita. They shut it on lead mobile phones. So in the end, if it was a Sony brand, I don't think they would support it. Maybe maybe if xCloud had Stadia, maybe I do believe that they could up the game with the whole back library that they've got. But at the moment, I think they're very slow on the ball. I know they're going to upgrade their blades and i know they're going to go big this year but at the moment i don't think anyone would actually help the likes of stadia because i don't think it's the companies i think it's people's perceptions of cloud gaming that's slowing stay um, slowing cloud growth okay fair enough fair enough Any, anyone else want yeah. so, to sorry guy oh, jerry go ahead, oh sorry i was it's quick i was just gonna say yeah give it to sony give it to microsoft it, it might do better, and for only the fact that at least they have gaming divisions. Stadia feels like kind of like the hated stepchild of Google, that they don't want it to succeed, even though we do. And so, but Xbox and Microsoft, Xbox, when you say Xbox, yeah, we know it's Microsoft, but you think Xbox. When you say PlayStation, yeah, we know it's Sony, but you think PlayStation. It's their gaming divisions, and they were given full reign to make happen what needed to happen. That's why they have such huge player bases, and they can take hits of four to six years of no success, just like Nintendo and all the others. Stadia just doesn't have that feel. So it, even Google could do it. It doesn't matter what company has them. It needs to be its own gaming division. It just feels like it's being hindered all the time. Okay, fair enough. Mark, you were going to say something? 
So you take the Sodia platform, put it in someone else's hands, would it be performing differently today? Yes and no. Yes, uh, in terms of, again, the one point we keep hammering home on, which is communication. Another company you know, would have put better PR behind this, um, better promotion, just communication in general. Like I said before, working with content creators, all of that good stuff massively help what I think uh, Stadia has an issue with at the moment, which is reputation. It's kind of been tainted right now. Um, even financially, putting those funds elsewhere, scrap 20, 30, 40% of the indie titles, if they had to acquire those to get them on the platform or, or buy them or whatever uh, deals are going on, use that money for better games that would have drawn in the clouds that we keep saying that it needs, then yes, it would be in a better position today had money been spent better or if, if it wasn't being hindered on its funding, like I feel like Google is doing, like we're, like we're saying, they're not getting the full support of Google to run it as a gaming um, arm of, of the company. Um, actual tech, I'd still feel like a major roadblock for a lot of developers is, okay, I've finished my game. So how much effort is it going to take to port it over to run on Stadia and get the correct performance so that people don't hate the work that we've done? I feel like that could still potentially be uh, a blocker regardless of who looks after the platform. Okay. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think we're going to wait much longer to see what other people will do with Stadia. So when all the people start jumping onto it, yeah. uh, with the with what their statement from a couple of weeks ago, which seems to basically indicate that, so I think we're going to see what Stadia is really about soon, but not under Stadia. Okay. So I want to play this video for you guys. Um, it's kind of a short one, but again, I posted this in my share the news video. I don't know if you guys have watched it, viewers who watch. And by the way, just want to take a second to give a shout out to Sean for. Um, supporting this podcast and again whatever is given here is distributed among all of us content creators on here so again appreciate it sean and your question is uh do you re really all think stadia is going to die and hopefully with our first discussion about how long do we see stadia existing we're able to answer that question and i think you know people are saying just to quickly talk about what the panel was discussing, that things need to change. Um, if not, then Google's going to, Stadia's going to be in some trouble. Um, but let me play this video for you guys. And I just want to get your overall um, impressions, members of this uh, the panel, what your thoughts are. And you guys who are watching too, you guys let me know in the comments of uh, this video. And let me know if you think he's accurate with some, um, what possibly went down with Google and Stadia. So I'm going to share this. Give me quite a second. I have to remember to share with audio because I always forget that. All right, so hopefully you guys can see this, right? So we're going to hit play. Uh, but I think competition is good, right? Like we've seen with uh, what's happening with with uh, with Stadia, um, like it's a difficult business uh, that we're in, and you've seen that Stadia has like cancelled all their games, uh, which show that Stadia 
has not reached the the um, the number of users they wanted. I think they wanted something close to one million um, one million user end of 2021, and they are not going to to get there. So that's why they're basically canceling uh, uh, the development. So. Um, it's a difficult uh, world we are getting in, and you've seen with the, the activation, it's costing a lot of money. It's very difficult to get the high, right hardware. The prices of the graphic cards are huge. And if you use Stadia, you've seen that the quality of the video is not amazing, mostly because of the AMD GPU they're using. Um, so it's a difficult business. Um, I think it's good that we have more competition because then people will realize that uh, this is... Uh, this is the future, and this is where we're going, and there is a lot of interesting things to do there. Um, and not just say, well, Stadia is not advancing fast enough, so the whole space is dead. So I, I kind of like the fact that there is new competition in the UK, but I think that we will be better in the end. Okay. So you were stating that pretty much uh, this Google was hoping to get to a million subscriber goal by the end, by this time, right? And it sounds like they didn't meet that goal. And he was saying that is probably what led to uh, the dismantling of the first party studios. Um, but just want to know what what's your take on that? Do you feel like he has something? Again, I think working with his department, what he does, you know, news fly, you know, and people speak. So I'm wondering, right, if he heard something right that us the general public and consumers didn't hear but just want to talk to the members of this panel um what are your thoughts on that video um and does does it back up you know kind of what we've been discussing about stadia's fusion the existence so to get started mark let me let me you probably know some of these guys so let me check in with you what what are your thoughts on on this video so yeah, so JD absolutely knows his stuff. Um, not just heading up CTO at Shadow, but in his past life at VLC, he's kind of clued into the industry. So there is a potential that he knows some insider stuff. What the two things he really said there: um, they aren't selling enough games, and they don't have enough members. I think that's something we say week in, week out, and and we're not clued in. Um, more or any more than than some people so it it's specifically that um that part about he he thought they were targeted a, a million users uh and that it's not a number that i've heard so whether or not that is insider i have i have no idea but obviously everything else is just what we've been saying week in week out cool okay jerry let's check in with you what are your thoughts in that video yeah, I saw that video before too. And what really hit me was because that article had come out on Stadia closing its first party and then seeing this video, I when he said the 1 million, I was like, well, wait a minute. They wanted to reach reach 1 million by this year, the end of this year and they're not even going to do that? Like, that's really bad. Um, even to reach 1 million would be really bad. That's not enough to sustain a new platform like that. Even Game Pass is looking at 15 million subscribers to become a certain amount of profitability. Xbox Games making over $15 billion in their last quarter, like more than double paying for their ZeniMax purchase. So you can't survive on 
100,000, 250,000, 500,000, 750,000 gamers. I mean, there was a time I used to hop onto Halo and there was 780 some thousand people playing just that game. Um, so that's what I had really keyed in on most there. And of course, he's saying not selling games. We know that because the player base isn't there. You can't sell games to people that don't exist on the platform. And I feel like Stadia is at the point where it has just stalled. And if it can't get players, it can't survive. If it can't get games, it can't get players. But it can't get games because it can't. You, you, it's like a circle where I just feel like they've just stalled out. And without something major, it just gets stuck there. And if it doesn't make money for Google, it doesn't survive. The good news is, as Duncan was hinting to, they're going to start making money with Stadia under another name by renting out the service so that companies like Nintendo and others can have AAA games on their platform through the cloud and they'll just rent a little space and the developer will stream it themselves. You'll buy a cloud version of the game. And that's what we did with Hitman and Control on Switch. And you're going to see a lot more of that coming down the road. And Google knows that. And they're going to rent that stuff out to all these developers so they can sell cloud versions of their games to play on platforms that otherwise can't play them or people don't want to download them. But yeah, so, that, that million user thing was just, woo. Yeah. So if that's the case, then do you believe Stadia becomes like a licensing kind of um, product to Absolutely. where... Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, Stadia is so, going to split into two things: a licensing company giving, you know, licensing out to all the different developers to sell cloud versions of their games, and then Stadia will either stay Stadia for longer and and survive and kind of make it because that money might help and get more games that we keep talking about, or the rebranding and rolling into something else, and then it maybe becomes more profitable for them that way as well. Maybe they could get the two sides to be profitable, but yeah, definitely something major is going to happen there. Right. The biggest uh, fear to that is knowing how Google operates, right? In any business, right? If they start licensing and they see, you know, revenue coming in from that stream and they have Stadia, their own store, trying to bring games and they're losing money from that stream, right? They're going to go with what makes them, what generates them more money, which, you know, that... It's scary if you are a city holder, right? Chase quoted last week, 63% of Amazon's income was their cloud services. Yeah. You know, Google's got to be like eyeing that, you know, like, wait a minute. And we have Stadia that works so well. What can we turn that into besides Stadia that actually becomes really profitable? And that's where that licensing is going to come in. Right. True. Uh, hold on, so let's check in with you, sir. What What are your thoughts on that video? Well, I agree what he was saying, saying we're in a harsh climate, we're in a harsh world for a lot of developers and manufacturers and service providers. Uh, but I think he was actually taught and kicking you know, Google when they were down just to sort of jump the, on the, the, the media bandwagon that was putting it down. Because I was sitting there thinking to myself, oh, you can talk shadow with your activations and your delays and your change to roadmaps and you're pushing stuff. And you're like, oh, in the UK? Oh, okay, in the UK. Where is the services that you promised me and I haven't got? But I am understanding and sympathetic by going, oh, we must be in a harsh climate. We're in a harsh climate, shadow. Oh, you didn't you didn't make um, the numbers that you wanted in the UK. You haven't created these machines. So I can understand what he was saying, but he, I think he was just trying to change the focus on stadia by saying oh yeah we're very sympathetic it's hard for them they never got what they wanted but i think at this moment because of the pandemic no one's really hitting the goals i don't think no one's selling handhelds because of parts i don't think the consoles are selling really well because of limited stock scalpers i feel like um yeah i just think at the moment we're just in a weird climate maybe if we win in this climate maybe all these you know services would have boomed maybe but you know mm-hmm. that's if that's ifs and buts right. so i think i think he was just going on the hype train to sort of 
distance Stadia. And you have to realise Stadia came out as well to challenge PlayStation 5, to challenge Xbox. The likes of Microsoft said Amazon and Google are our rivals. So when I think of people, it's gone off again. When I actually think about it, I'm like, okay, well, they are trying the best and you will try and promote more in the future. True. Good point. We're pointing out shallow. Uh, just being real, they struggle to with this pandemic, right? They have it, it was goals. it was only a few. I think it was only a few months we were talking about that they had mm-hmm. to change their roadmap and yeah. shift focus because of activation uh, activations. And then even now, when I look at their tech, it's still a great service to have Boost. But this this graphics card and this processor <laughs> so maybe, is becoming yeah. outdated soon. So when right. am I when am I going to have the chance? So I I, I understand that we at the end of the year it might be even twenty two, but I'm like you're in the same boat as Stadia. Yeah, that's that's, that's true. Point. No, good point, and I'm glad you made that point because realistically, day two was struggling. Um, it got new CEO turned things around, which is good, giving us a roadmap. It's great, but at the same time, they had a rough 2020 as well. Yeah. So, um, in the end, so- it's, it's only at the moment because he's saying UK, he dropped UK, of course, yeah. in America. They're expanding their data centers to do actually great, that they're, they're pushing faster for all these new tiers. So, Shadow's doing great in certain marketing areas because he mentioned UK. I'm, I'm, I'm just scratching my head going, we've got no Luna. We don't have no shadow tiers. The only people that are actually pushing the market is GeForce Now and Stadia and potentially xCloud throughout the year. Yeah, good point. Duncan, let's check in with you. What are your thoughts in that video? I I think it is a combination of uh, what Holtz was saying and what Mark was saying in that uh, I think he knows some insider stuff because everybody talks. It's, It's it's out there. He's got connections, and I would say he he's been talking and he's heard things off the record, uh, because there's pe- people's been let go. They've maybe been in contact with some to maybe try and get them on board with Shadow as well. So I think I think there's truth in some truth into what he's saying, but also uh, what like Colts is saying, he's just using the situation uh, just to. Make cause some waves and do some stirring. I just want to go back to a point what Jerry said uh, about uh, p- developers putting games onto their rented out Stadia. What would be the incentive for developers to put the games on the Stadia if they're going to be competing with themselves? That is that is something. I would be thinking about so if you're going to be getting a hundred percent or basically a hundred percent of the money in the cloud, why would you put it on to Stadia and only get seventy percent? It's just that's just another dimension for the the white what's it called white white labeling Stadia. That that's just what I'm thinking about that as well. Just just as another dimension. And that's a great point. I mean, you can tell right now Stadia has terrible relations with with developers. I mean, you look at like the Terraria thing. That was awful. Um, Granted, the guy kind of probably overreacted a little bit, but... um, I I would say Google, Google, not Stadia, right? That's a Google issue. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, but I mean, like another another example is you talk to developers, people that work at EA, and Stadia has very little vested interest in them. Like they want them to do all the effort, but they don't want to mo- motivate them to do to add crossplay or, or uh, yeah crossplay prog- uh, into their games. So they're doing as little effort as possible to get it onto Stadia, and they're leaving that leaving those features out. 
Okay. Jerry, do you want to answer Duncan's uh, rebuttal over there? I don't think it's so much a rebuttal. What he's saying is Google's going to hurt Stadia more by breaking it in half and knowing that developers can put a cloud version out. And then would you necessarily also go through the expense of porting a Stadia version over knowing there's not enough player base to buy it? So I don't I think that's what he's and he can answer. But I think what he's saying is, is yeah, Google is going to hurt Stadia further by doing this. But we know they're going to do it because they need a moneymaker. And also on the other side of the coin to the uh, the boom in gaming for during the pandemic. uh, And I was just going through Googling and reading a bunch of articles to make sure I wasn't totally off. Every single company saw a huge uptick in sales, subscription and gaming, except for Stadia. And him saying about the 1 million users not even reaching that this year. Well, last year when when GeForce now came out of beta, they had less than 2 million. Now they have over six. Um, Nintendo had to up their sales to 24 million units from like 16 million units during the pandemic. Game Pass had an uptick. Uh, graphics cards that came out, if you watch Moore's Law is Dead, NVIDIA put out enough graphics card, but the demand was that high. Only Stadia didn't see the amount of uptick in millions of users during the pandemic. And to me, that also says a lot and concerns me even more about what they're thinking about doing to Stadia this year. Yeah. That's a great book. Go ahead, Holtz. But here's one for you. But like Duncan was saying, why would you want to go to Stadia? Part of me is like, if developers got their own cloud service, why would they sell games in brick and mortar stores if they're making more money off subscriptions? So they'll just be saying, buy our game on our subscription plan to play on the Switch, PlayStation 5, Series X, or whatever device. They won't want to bring games where they have to pay a 30% charge to the likes of the storefronts. And they'll, they'll, you might promote that to go to their subscription. So it's not, it's not just Stadia, it's that what they'll do is they'll be saying that on every device, well, why do we want to bring a game to that device when we can just bring people to our subscription? Yeah, that that's the longer term. Like, well, well, we're, I'm thinking we're talking at least a decade, if not more, just depending on the, the uptake. That is where it is going to go. We're just in, I think we've said this before, or I've said this before, gaming's like five years, five, six years behind all the other sort of texts, like with the music, when that went to digital, then it was TV and films, and then it was games. We're just seeing the same uh, with uh, gaming, and that's that is the long term goal. That's why we're seeing all the all the mergers and acquisitions. That that's just the long term picture of that. Uh, so yeah, we're we're in agreement with that, but maybe at different sort of timescales. So let's shift away from Stadia. Um, again, we, we tend to give Stadia a lot of love, uh, but let's go to just roadmaps in, in gaming. And I want to focus roadmaps specifically with cloud gaming um, because it's interesting. Uh, people, Some people see the value of it. Some people don't see the value of it. And so I just want to check in with you guys and see what your overall thoughts are with just the importance of roadmaps for the video game industry and especially cloud gaming. So to get started, let's check in with Holtz. How important are roadmaps for um, just gaming and specifically cloud gaming? The whole point is I'm a huge fan of roadmaps because it gives me the chance to where I should spend my money. So have a look and see, okay, what game is going to which platform and which is the best will run it. So I welcome roadmaps up to like three, four months. I don't like them too big 
because I get distracted and then sort of get delayed and I sort of get upset. I sort of jump, I hype myself up, then I put myself down because they can actually change the roadmap. So small roadmaps actually benefit me because I'm the type of gamer that likes putting money aside. I sort of buy gift cards and I sort of pencil in them in me, me calendar, which game I'm actually going to play. So yeah. do you need to start telling me now in 2021 which games are going to come out and when it's going to be a good time? Should I buy the game day one or should I wait for the sale? So I need to start seeing. And the company that I think that's doing well is I do think GeForce Now is doing well by their monthly forecasts. But when I look at the monthly forecasts, I'm starting to think, well, it's great that you've released them games, but I want to start seeing you confirm PC games day and date. I want you to start telling me, are you going to get judgment? Are you going to get FIFA 2022? In the future, are you gonna? So I expect more of GeForce oh, okay. now because they're a PC. They use PC titles, but with the likes of Stadia, I'm just like, well, just a few months, you know, drips and drabs. So, so sometimes I'm on there. Okay. So GeForce Now model, like you were saying, they give us a monthly roadmap, right? Like 30 games to come in the month of February, um, which, you know, is good. It gives people something to look forward to. But you're saying there's still, for instance, we know Judgment is coming to Stadia and we don't know if, if GeForce Now is going to get it. And I think it was you, Duncan, that stayed, I think it was Hitman, right? when they just re- announced that like a day or something before. Um, I So, Holtz, I think what you're saying is well, let we, us we, know a lot sooner. Yeah, we, right? said that with, we said that with Marvel Avengers and Valhalla. Yep. It, it came to GeForce now on the day, as I can remember. It right. didn't come in advance. But like I said, because we know there's games coming out on the PC platform, I just mm-hmm. want I just want Epic or Steam to work with GeForce now a little bit faster, saying, look, we're getting on board with this game. Okay. And so if, you, if, if they do okay. that, I'll be buying more games on GeForce now. I just think they're very slow okay. to release the big hitters, should I say. It's all right with these simulators and you know planet builders. That's great for the month. But when it comes to the big AAA games, I want them to say, we are working with developers and this is what's coming forward to our platform. Okay. So you like the monthly breakdown on what's coming, but you want them to just be um, more... I guess, like, open about future games that are coming. Yeah, because I I feel more consoles, I think Xbox and PlayStation are more open with the games that are coming than the likes of Cloud. So I I need them to be more like the consoles where they they open the pre-order pages and they say, expect a date coming this, and they don't cement it, and they still advertise it, so that's what I want. I want them to advertise on a roadmap of big titles going maybe past the month in the future. Okay, fair enough. Good point. How about you, Mark? Uh, when it comes to roadmap, um, do you what, do you view it as important? And also, who do you feel like is doing it the best right now? Yeah, I think it's absolutely important. I think even this year, the change in uh, communication that GeForce Now has done from their GeForce Now Thursdays on a weekly basis to start of the month, um, giving us that roadmap. I think we've all praised that for the exact same reasons that Holt said it basically gives you a chance to plan out okay this is a game i'm interested in and this allows me to make that um decision ahead of time of which platform am i going to choose to pay on and i can budget things out so roadmaps are absolutely important um in terms of how far ahead they should go again absolutely on board with holtz a monthly one is good a quarterly one i think is fine 
I think you can hint at things further down the road to kind of build excitement and hype. But anything outside of like a quarterly roadmap, you then put yourself in a position of danger of overpromising and underdelivering because like this this particular technology and market is changing so quickly that you can't um you can't dedicate yourself to something outside of a, a quarter's um outside of a quarter because of changes in the market and technology and so many other things that could happen that you need to be able to adapt to and kind of um change so quickly in this space so yeah for me monthly i'm a fan of quarterly on board that's fine anything more is a little bit dangerous in terms of who does it well um as of this year i think geforce now is probably top for me because we get a bit of everything we get that monthly roadmap we still get weekly updates it's like best of both worlds um it they're, they're not talking so much about their technology i don't know if there's things they're working on again because there's no roadmap for that they're purely talking about the games so that's a piece that's maybe missing for me but still their communications top notch for me that that's what i like to see shadow is second because of again as of 2021 before that it was so hit and miss it was all over the place we had um big promises under delivering lots of letdown we're now actually starting to see this quarterly roadmap and regular news updates to say at the start of the year this is what we promised and then we're getting so regular updates to say yep started rolling this out this is in this data center i've seen this working internally it's going to come soon we're getting dates uh, it, it's you know i'm on board with how they've changed that around um x cloud is next for me it's they do their monthly thing it's still it's so spotty for me it's here are some games that will be coming during the month it's this one is going here and here and here and maybe here and this one's over here. And it's, it's so hard to follow. For, it's already a roadmap. It's just like, can you join the, the breadcrumbs together and figure out where you can play this game and if you need to buy it or if it's part of the subscription? It's, yeah, less of a roadmap and, and more confusing in my mind. Okay. Good to know. Fair enough. So you, you, so when it comes to like Sony announcing the game five years out, uh, you're not cool with that? Like Final Fantasy coming five years, <laughs> five years later on. You're not cool with that. You want it a lot sooner than that. Correct? Uh, yeah, just, just I think uh, like I think maybe Cyberpunk is a good example of that. We found out about that in what, like 2012. Yeah um finding out that far in advance obviously by all means market advertise do what you need to to you know i'm not saying don't drum up attention for a service or a game or a feature that you're working on that's absolutely just as important but it's a thin line between that and over promising and ultimately under delivering okay fair enough jerry taking that yeah so as a gamer roadmaps are fun and we want to know what's coming and we want to plan our purchases as a content creator for the past little over a year. As you guys know, it's valuable. It is Absolutely. important, you know, and, and there's a reason why um, my channel, along with everybody else's at this point, has 
GeForce Now News Thursdays consistently and will have for the foreseeable future. And I don't do a weekly Stadia News video. You guys do it pretty well, but I've tried to reach out to them so many times. I think we, we did a raise of hands last week. Nobody raised their hand to say yeah. Stadia, you know, gives them enough communication for this stuff. So roadmaps are extremely important and everyone's going to say the same thing here. GeForce Now, the best communicator, the best roadmaps. Granted, um, the big hitters we want to know sooner. We did know Cyberpunk, what, two, three months ahead of time because there was a pre-existing deal with NVIDIA with their graphics cards with Cyberpunk. It was easy. They knew they were going to opt into GeForce Now. So we knew that was going to be there for a couple of months in advance. But Hitman dropped surprisingly. Uh, Marvel Avengers, I didn't even know. Ben hit up my Discord and said, Avengers is on GeForce Now. I said, what? <laughs> and I ran to my computer and I made a video real quick and I was playing it. And so it, we didn't know. So, but... Also for us on the panel, for us, cloud gaming is like we do it all the time, but it's still not mainstream. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people are still mostly PC and console. So I have to kind of remember that it's for me when I'm like, I want to know this stuff like Xbox knows five years ahead of time, three years ahead of time. Cloud's not quite there yet. And I, but I think in a, in a couple of years, as it becomes more mainstream, we'll get bigger roadmaps of these games from GeForce Now and other companies right. letting us know. But right now, I think developers are still kind of hit and miss. They don't want to commit yet. But uh, the roadmaps are hugely important. GeForce Now is doing it best. Shadows made some nice changes starting this year. I want to see them continue to do better. Um, Luna's not putting out roadmaps right now. It's very trickle little kind of things for that. And Stadia's roadmaps we've already talked about. So, Yeah, you know what's interesting? Some people tend to forget. And to me, I'm just like scratching my head. Because last year, I well... They took January off, but then they came back in February. I'm talking about State, and they gave us a pretty solid roadmap with 120 games coming, right? Features coming. Gave us, like, timeline. To me, I'm just scratching my head because you saw how well the community responded to that roadmap. Why not just do that again this year, right? But they didn't. And so, anyway... um, Let's let's check in with Duncan though. What, what's your take about roadmap? Do you feel like it's important, and who do you feel like is doing it the best right now? Uh, I think everybody's going to say this. No question, it's GeForce now. It's not it's not even close. Uh, Shadow Shadow next, and it's all of a bit of a, a mix. Then uh, Luna and Luna would be at the bottom. And being completely honest here, because yeah. we're, we're we're not getting anything from Luna, uh, and. Stadia just like a, a wee step up from from Luna. Uh, again, so, it all depends on business models and how and how they're doing it. Uh, just a quick point about GeForce now about them announcing games coming uh, out uh, later on. We did get one that for this month in Outriders is coming down date. True, good point to uh, GeForce now, which is good. And I'm hoping that's going to be the start of the, the change where we might find out more games coming down date months in advance. Just going back to the d- different business models, Luna can actually get away with not really having a big, massive one because there are a subscription service and the stuff just drops. But it would still be great to see a month in advance. This is what's going to be coming on mm-hmm. Luna. Stadia is just... a. It's a bit of a subscription, a bit of a buy as you go. And I put a post up this week on Twitter, one of my millions, and the Little Nightmares uh, one, where it just dropped down date on Pro. Absolutely brilliant. It dropped down date on Pro. 
However, there were some people caught out in that because they didn't think Little Nightmares was coming because it wasn't announced. The logo appeared and disappeared, and then we didn't hear anything else about it. And they actually went and bought it on a different platform. This is why roadmaps are important for games. Roadmaps for features and upgrades, I'm a bit less uh, stringent in that, but it's always good to actually know what is coming. What's the next big thing coming? What what have you actually got down the line? If if GeForce came out next week and said they're working in 4K and it's coming quarter four, everybody would go, absolutely amazing. We can't wait for that. Just roadmaps just give confidence in your product and you, just to right. see where, where it's going. And I think I'm not telling them just to spill their beans and say this is this is absolutely everything, but just give us just treat us with a bit of respect and just show us what, what what's what, what's what's happening basically. True. Pods, go ahead. I do have to say, GeForce now put on Outriders demo. That was a great step in the right direction. And another thing, when I seen the news, I just thought to myself, that is great. And I looked at Stays and I went, wait there, didn't you give us a Mortal Phoenix? What's happened with all the, uh, you know, Phoenix Rise? And I was like, where's all these demos? So part of me is like, come on, guys. We we need to start seeing demos and roadmaps. I think that is a great tool to get me on board, GeForce now, to buy Outriders. And we know Outriders is coming, right, for Stadia. It's been announced. So, again, yeah, I'll I'll get to my piece in a bit. But, Ben, let's check in with you. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, true. What's your take on um, just roadmaps and the importance of it? And also, who do you feel like is doing it the best here? Uh, GeForce uh, GeForce Now is hands down the best. I mean, everybody agrees on that. I don't think anybody's going to say otherwise. Um, But, I mean... One thing that I want to see on a roadmap for Stadia is a search bar. I want a search bar, and I want to know, is it coming this year? Is it coming next year? Is it never going to come? Like, you know, people have been requesting it for months now. Yeah. And they're just radio silent about it. They just seem like they don't care. And, and, and you know, they're, they're, their roadmaps, all they include really is games. They never talk about tech at all. <laughs> yeah. So... With this panel, we get a lot of um, negativity, people thinking that we are Stadia Bashes and GeForce Now lovers and Shadow lovers. And I think, you know, just hearing everyone talk here, I think something that we all have in common is just how good GeForce Now is with communication and roadmap. And that builds and instill confidence in creators and also the consumers. Like I was saying earlier when Jerry was talking, it's still a head scratcher to me because, again, Steady took a break last year after that VGA commercial, right? People like, what the hell is going on? They were top on Twitter, didn't talk. They took a break after New Year's, didn't come back till like February, right? And then they just placed this roadmap. And that instilled confidence with the community you saw the press cover like 120 games people got excited so to me i'm just like that's a good learning experience you were quiet you got all that negative press you come back with a roadmap right and all of a sudden you get positive press the the consumer is excited the media is excited everyone's excited we're getting to 2021 right cyberpunk was they they had everything going for them to close out 2020 and then they do the same thing right 
they take a hiatus. Don't pro- and you you have this negativity coming with closing first person studios. And then again, no roadmap. And then you have the media speculating, you have the consumer speculating. So we give GeForce Now praise because I give GeForce Now praise. I can't speak for you guys because they listen, they improve. They see what's not working. They hear what the community is saying and they get better at it and they communicate better. We have a month, you know, communication on what's coming. We have a weekly communication on what's coming and to me, again, I feel like Stadia doesn't grow. They don't listen. Yes, they give us that um, weekly breakdown on Tuesdays, but realistically, they're not even consistent with that, right? It's hit or miss. They missed it, you know, what, what two weeks ago. They gave it to us on uh, Wednesday, but everyone's expecting Tuesday. That's my thing. I feel like the issue is that, they just don't learn from their past mistake. They don't listen to the. And again, I don't know if it's, this is if this is Stadia's fault. I don't know if it's Google's fault. But we're not darlings of GeForce now. I feel like we appreciate what they're doing because communication's just a lot better on that side. But I see people want to jump in here. You guys, let me know. Well, I, I think I, I'm praising Stadia. I'm literally they've done great the last few months. They offered me a demo of uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Then they offered me a pre-order. That was great. The pre-order was there. They offered sure. me a pre-order for yeah. Cyberpunk 2077, and mm-hmm. it was with a promotion. That was amazing. If I go mm-hmm. into the store now, I see Elder Scrolls Blackwood, which is a mm-hmm. game that I'm interested in. I can just click pre-order now. Is anyone else doing that kind of stuff? So I think Stadia has learned... There's a few more games that I would like to see on this pre-order page, but they actually did do well with certain titles that interested me with the pre-order and promotion bundles. Okay. Great. Again, they're learning, which is which is good to hear. Uh, I'll just make a, a, a thing which I think sums up Stadia. Uh, Stadia's biggest success came from a failure of a game in Cyberpunk. The biggest thing was Cyberpunk being absolutely rubbish everywhere else and it worked well in Stadia, but still people didn't really want to touch it because of all the negative press. But it's, I, again, I, I know we seem to be down in Stadia all the time, but I think the reason why we're down because we, we just see the, all the potential in Stadia and it's just being wasted away. GeForce now has its problems and I, I think a lot of people would agree with that as well with the, the multiple logins it's not as user friendly if they get all that fixed it would be absolutely on fire but they have the games and the tech is pretty pretty good now and I've said it before some of the games in GeForce now look better than the games on Stadia because you can tweak the settings the way you want uh, I, I think GeForce now may seem to get a bit of an easier ride, but they're doing things right, and that's the thing. It's it's just it's just really frustrating just watching everything play out. Yeah, you and know, again, wait, go ahead. Ben. I, I think I know this is the case for me and Holtz and Ace and probably Duncan too. But I think the reason why we're so hard on Stadia is we just have. We, it's our main platform. It's it's the main one that I play on, and I want it to be the best. And it lets us down all the time from a business standpoint. Yep. 
And uh, that's exactly what I was going to echo. We we really that's the thing. We people think we hate it. We really love it, and we want it to succeed more than. And again, like I said, I felt like a part of me was ripped, knowing that we would not get that first, you know, party studio taking the event in the cloud. Okay, fine, right, whatever. But if that's not the case, at least get better at the other things that you said you're going to set out to do, which is licensing and, you know, getting third-party exclusives, right? Um, but, yeah, we care for it. We're passionate about it. And that's why we. if GeForce Now comes here and is doing terrible, trust me, we'll let you know. We, I still, again, we make fun of xCloud all the time. The performance is terrible. We're like real on here when it comes to cloud gaming. But again, I get it. I get it. People love Stadia too, and they want to see you succeed. So that's see, why it hurts as well. Go ahead. My, my problem with Stadia is, and it's not Stadia's fault, it's my fault as a gamer. I've always been a day one purchase of games. I just break. I just like buying games at full price. But if I was new to getting back, new or I was getting back into gaming, I do think Stadia has got a great model with the sales. Buying them games on sales was amazing. And I've put yeah. hundreds of hours in Stadia and I've never had a fault with yeah. actually playing it. So when people say you're bashing it, no, I'm praising it for the sales and the performance. It's great. But sometimes I'm a bit selfish in what I actually want. I want them to see more. I want a bigger, huge user base and I want the bigger games. Sure. I wanted to point out that although Stadia isn't my main platform, I've been financially supporting them since day one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, Jared, did you want to talk about this? If not, we're going to move into some GeForce Now stuff. No, let's go. Let's GeForce Now. All right. Cool, cool. So we got, again, February roadmap. And um, they told us, again, what's coming for this month, which is what we've all stated here. Great communication from them. But this week, um, I'm trying to actually pull this up we do have some games coming and one of them being the announcement of the outriders demo coming on the 24th i believe correct me if i'm wrong 25th 25th okay which again um i think it was awesome that they announced it good to see them learning right the communities wanting that same they release and quick announcement again just shows that they're listening here um but what what's your take on these games coming out on uh, GeForce Now, and just what do you take on um, their February roadmap? Do you feel like this is you know exciting? Do you are you excited about this, or do you feel like uh, GeForce Now is you know just staying still and nothing really exciting is coming out from from the platform? So to get started with this, let's start with Mark. So from a pure volume perspective, it's damn impressive. <laughs> the fact that at the start of the month, they can announce 30 games, much more than we're seeing from you know Stadia, xCloud, um, 30 games that they are able to confirm. 13 of them were delivered at the start of the month. Um, and then they, they made it clear at the start of the year that Yes, these are the games we'll um, commit to at the start, but you will still do GeForce Now Thursday and we'll still drop some in. In dropping some in, I didn't think that that still meant Thursdays with double digits of new games coming to the platform. An additional 12, I think, just shows how quickly it's kind of moving on their end. That last week, um, these games were maybes. 
they weren't able to officially confirm them. Developers hadn't officially opted in. You know, then press the T's, dot, dot the I's, whatever they needed to do that didn't allow them to officially announce it last week. And in the space of a week, 12 additional games to come on board is, is impressive in, in my view. Okay, good to hear. Um, how about you, Ben? What's your take on Did you first now news? I was trying to catch up on it because I'd forgotten what all was in the news. Yeah, I'm actually trying to pull it out right now. Um, but Cyberpunk, they talked about RTX games coming, yeah. right? Uh, you have the Cyberpunk Control Watchdog Legions not coming so ready here, but they just want to like showcase what games actually has RTX. Um, but then they also talked about other games coming to the platform. We have a game called Correct. It's like Creased, R-E-S-E-D-F-O-A-D. It's an Epic Store game. And I'll pull this up here in a second. But Far, uh, Farm Manager 2018, Farmer's Dynasty, Fate Seeker, Lara Croft in the Temple of Cyrus, Metro, La, uh, Light Redux, Stay Out, Theater 2, and The Shattering. Yeah. I mean, it's great. They're, those are A lot of those are recognizable games they're not games that nobody's ever heard of before and they're letting us know you know they're either maintaining them making sure the rtx is running on them or that you know they're they're coming to the platform day and date which is great mm-hmm. i agree with it. I, th- I think it was uh mark that was just saying um about how they have like double digit games on these plus all the the drops on thursdays too yeah. and that's just insane right okay how about you, Jerry? What's your take on GeForce Now news and the games that we're getting this week? Well, GeForce Now is, for me, they're they're absolutely on fire. The the what they came out with for their one year anniversary. Like I think I said last week, when I got that email, I knew I was like two a.m. up to make the video because <laughs> I was like, "This is freaking huge!" Like yeah. I had no idea the features they were going to announce. You know, the different things you're going to be able to do, the the URL links for friends and things like that that most of us didn't even really dig into. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of stuff got announced, and they're continuing that like every week. So when we got our information this week, they're like, "Oh, by the way, let's highlight six RTX games. Let's continue the celebration." And I feel like, at least right now, and especially for February, GeForce Now is having a better month and a better year than any other cloud platform right now, um, as far as communication, roadmap, and everything else. I like this list of games better than those nine games we just saw for Stadia. Now, will I play many of these games? No, I've played almost every single game on this list. But if I was new to cloud and I was using these platforms as my only method of gaming, I would Mm -hmm. much prefer this list. And I would also prefer the idea that by the end of February, we are on track to get over 60 games on GeForce Now just in the first two months of this year. Now, they may not all be everybody's cup of tea, but that's a ton of games to be filling the library with, along with the Outriders demo and who knows what other surprises. So for me, anyone following my channel knows GeForce Now is one of my favorites, and I've been super excited with everything they've been putting out this year, especially for February. So uh, I was going to say, so when you talk about like the the list of games blow out um, what Stadia announced, you talking about like the overall month of February, right? Not these week this week. I'm talking about this week's titles. I like better than all than the nine. The nine now now yeah, and the thirty that are outlaid, which it'll probably be thirty five or more yeah. for GeForce now this month. Absolutely, 
uh, uh, better, especially getting that demo that everybody wants to try. Everybody's going right. to be hopping on and try out Outriders. Uh, but yeah, those games do nothing for me, and FIFA's dead. It's over with. It's It's been too long. The next one that comes out on Stadia, great. Let's do that in, in fall or, or late summer, whenever it comes out. But just for me personally, just looking at this list, especially if I was a new gamer coming in, I just prefer what I'm seeing coming from GeForce now than Stadia right now on the game's roadmap. Interesting. Okay, how about I you? I, I see I see you, Hods, uh, get in here. Where, no, where I, I, I was just laughing because I'm totally the opposite. I look at this GeForce now and <laughs> I think to myself, this is a load of pants. These are old games. Two, did I hear 2018? Did I hear Metro Redux? Didn't that come out like seven years ago? Like six, yeah. seven years ago, remastered? Oh, they're just so old games. I believe these games should have never left the platform. So when people are going, oh, we're finally bringing 30 games, I'm like, okay, once again, quantity over quality. That's what yeah. you're doing. And yes, it is great for new gamers, but to me, I'm like, wow, I've played these games I'm not interested. They seem old. And the only thing that really did captivate my attention was actually um, Outriders demo. That's the only thing yeah. that made me jump on board. And even though when Jerry's just said FIFA doesn't interest them and leaves us judgment out the nine games, I'm scratching my head going, I'd rather take them two games over that whole list. <laughs> and I don't mean I don't mind it out of season because yeah. I've, got, I've got friends that would still play six months until the new FIFA. Yeah. You know, I play online and you know a Sega game, and I look at I look at GeForce now and go, Where, where's your sports games? Where yeah. is your Sega games? Oh, you haven't got them. And yes, it's great that they brought up RTX again. But I was mm. like, I already heard that news in September. I already <laughs> heard that news for Cyberpunk in October. You bringing it up again is not news to me. Yes, it right. is news to all the new subscribers coming. It's like, oh yeah, don't forget. But I'm like, I haven't forgot. But to me, it's not new. It's not new yeah. news. I I do have to agree with you here. And again, uh, get to my piece in a bit. But I I would say these games, this weekly game, is not exciting to me. Um, it, they are old, and they're apart from the the outrider demo. None of these games are that appealing to me. But I do have to say though, if you look at Stadia's roadmap. They're projecting all the way to April, right? They get, and I, I'm I'm hoping that these games, nine games that they announced, are not like their, you know, AAA kind of highlight games that they're showcasing from now to April. Um, but my thing is, if you combine what we got from GeForce Now last month, and then these thirty games, again, you were saying. Uh, is 60 games already, right, in two months compared to 100 games in a year and then the nine games from now to April. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's quite interesting. I, I don't know how it falls into it, but I know they've got a big, huge support from U- Ubisoft and stuff like that. But part of me is like, I'm pretty sure maybe at the end of the month, Prince of Persia Remastered's coming out. Am I, am I correct to remember that date or is it March? Duncan, shaking his head. Got the lead. It got delayed again, so it's just still stuck in my head. That's uh, by the way, that has not been announced for Stadia. Yeah, but I'm trying to say I was expecting it to be announced on GeForce now. But if it's been delayed, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh. So some of GeForce now, like the games in this list are, yeah, they're not brand new. But I don't think twelve games have even come out this month, so it is difficult to consistently keep adding brand new games. They are just consistently yeah. filling up this back catalogue. And in terms of like old games, of those nine Stadia games, the two Shantae games are from 2014 and 2015. Yeah, 
I guess. I and one guess. of them's a, actually one of them's a remaster yeah. of a game from 2010. Yeah, <laughs> of, course, of course, them other seven games. You know, I, 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 you know, judging book by a cover, I wouldn't look at them. But the two that I was really invested in, I was like, okay, that, they, they pull more weight than what I believe the games okay. on GeForce now would. I, I'm going to make the point of the three biggest new games of the year have all been on GeForce now. We're talking brand new franchises, and they are The Medium, Dyson Spear Factory, and that game, which I'm not going to struggle to pronounce, Falheim, which has currently got 350, or they've had 350,000 people playing today, and they all got them and they are the three biggest games on PC this this year. Uh, and if you want to chuck in Hitman, GeForce now got Hitman as well. They are getting the big games day and date. So the, the last couple of months, GeForce now have been knocking out in the park, and it can just show you how quick they can pivot, because I don't think they've seen them games coming and they just said we have to get these and they've reached out and said come here now and they flicked the switch and they're on there I just can't believe that Falheim game it's Counter Strike uh, go Dota and then Falheim it's just madness interesting it's so interesting like how I'm I'm with you on this hold uh, for this month I'm just saying um, I'm not I'm not I, I would say for this week, I'm not feeling these games. Um, and I would say the Stadia announcement has me. But again, though, my concern is these, these games are the game I want really to play mostly is Judgment. And that's in April. So it's a long wait. And who knows what games are going to come to GFS now from now to April. Um, but See, yeah, the, these this weekly list is just I would be honest, not doing it. All, all I want is the fact is, is Steam and Epic's huge. They have pre-orders on games for this year. If they can just hurry up and push that with GeForce now, then it will stop me buying on consoles. I'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll click on Steam and I'll link it to me GeForce now, and then I've got that game Outriders already ready to go and day and date. I don't want to wait till that day. I need to, to hurry up with Steam and Epic and promote the games for the next four months. Cool, cool. So I just want to let the chat know we do um, actually have some time to answer questions. And I see a lot of you guys here asking questions. So ask away. We'll have about 15 minutes at the end of this podcast to answer some of those questions. So feel free to ask. Um, But to get started, someone's going to talk more about GeForce now. So go ahead. If I didn't cut you off. Okay. I would say my piece if and I you guys have heard me say it. I personally am not too excited with this weekly news, but like I stated in last month and this month alone, we've gotten close to sixty games and that already is a lot, right? You can make the argument that it's you know, old games come back to the platform, but they're still games. And I if this continues right by next month we'll get 90 and then in four months time we'll probably get the amount of um more games than stadia's claim to get in a year so again it just shows that gfus now is doing some good stuff here um and so it's interesting uh with cloud gaming and just seeing where things are going to continue to go with these two platforms but ben let's get your take on this um Welcome back. But what's your take on um, the GeForce Now news? 
So I kind of heard part of what you just said there. And we got to remember for people that are wondering why Google can't do it. Every game that's added to Google, to Stadia needs an uh, a, a, an individual port. You know, whereas GFN or GeForce Now, all they got to do is just use the PC version that's already there. So if it's on, you know, Steam or Epic or whatever, so that's easier. So I just want to remind people watching that, you know, it's going to take Google a lot longer to roll out games than it does uh, uh, GeForce Now. That's good good point um but yeah let's uh get some questions rolling in here we have other things to discuss but again just want to make some room for some questions again uh members if you see any questions that pop up to you just let me know so i can pull it up here but must be GeForce now games must be downloaded installed from the digital store am i wrong if i am i like to uh you're you're wrong. <laughs> this is Shadow. Um, the Shadow PC, you do have to, it's like a virtual PC in the cloud to where you have to download your game, you know, install patches. But GeForce Now, just like Stadia, to where you purchase the game off of Steam or Epic Game Store, GOG now, um, and you can just play those games. The frustrating thing about GeForce Now is that you have to juggle multiple libraries. You have to go from Epic to Steam, and a lot of people, don't like that, but as far as like being able to play a game instantly after you purchase it, it's just like Google Stadia. Um, when you buy your game, you don't have to worry about patches to download. You just click your game in GeForce Now and you can play right away. So I hope that answers your question. And members, you can hop in here too um, and answer that. I just wanted uh, to. I wanted to comment on what KR just said in the chat. Um, we yeah. hope the Kingdom Hearts comes to GFN. That's already been announced. That was announced this week. Wait, say so what? Kingdom Hearts was. Have I, have I just missed a Kingdom Hearts the trilogy or just one what, game? What, wasn't that announced this week or am I, am I getting confused with something else? It was announced for Epic. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, it was Epic. That's right. Not, not GeForce Now. Oh, uh, see, right, see right, that's right. the point. <laughs> I, I feel on this podcast, I'm always like, well, GeForce Now hasn't got this. And then Jerry would go, it's got my game. And Duncan, it's got my game. And I feel like I'm going, yeah, well. This platform's got my game. So when you just said Kingdom Hearts, I was like, ooh, is it really? I'm just assuming that since it's going to be on Epic Games and it's going to be a big it's, title, it's, then it's probably going to be on GeForce now too. Uh, I, 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 I agree with you. I, I have a better man not going to GeForce now because yeah. of uh, Square Enix as well. I, I think it's, uh, I'm, I would say about 70%. I'll put it right there that it's going is to it, come. So Sorry. Is it, is it tuning all the other Square Enix games on GeForce now? I'm just curious. Hey. So if GeForce now doesn't get this game, this would be a game that I would say is AAA type caliber title that they should be going for. And we should give them the same, you know, argument that we give in Stadia. They should fight to get this game because it's a big game. It's a big game. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, I wanted to call out one from Huxley a little while ago because it mirrors exactly what I've been saying about GeForce Now. He said, have you guys tried GeForce Now browser version? I felt like it was a better experience when... Um, oh, actually, he's opposite. He said he thought it was a better experience running on the desktop app. Interesting. It was a better experience when running on... Okay, yeah, he's saying the app is better than the uh, browser version, whereas my experience has been the exact opposite. 
but you see, the problem is, is what I say about the browsers is I always say to people, have you removed extensions? Have you re- you cleared your catch? What have you actually got cut on your browser? You know, if you, if you just say I had a, re- a clean browser, then I'd say, okay, great for you. But to me, GeForce now runs perfect on the browser. It does run great on the app. I preferred the browser over the app. So I just say to people, can you clear your browser out and just see how it runs again? <laughs> That's a great. I don't do that, but yeah, I have absolutely just... clean browser. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely clean and the app still works better for me, but I hear both all the time. Yeah. For some people it's the browser, for some people it's the app, so it's it's good they offer it both ways. Yeah. I just love the convenience of, you know, not needing an app, just being able to run it off a browser. So to me, I mean, I'll take that for sure. Um any other questions? Hold on. All right, Victor. Why should anyone buy new games in Stadia given the current wild? <laughs> so this is a great question, and people uh, know me in the chat. I This week was kind of a rough week for me because I was letting them know that I haven't played Stadia at all, I would even say this week. And I'm really skeptical about purchasing any games from the store because I don't know if Google's going to commit to this. Um, and I, I have to agree. I am a cloud game enthusiast. I own most of my games on Stadia. I think I have the majority of the games. And I just got to the point where I'm not making any purchases until I can see Google reassure me that they're committed to this platform. So that's my answer. But members, you guys can answer as well. I am not buying any more games in Stadia unless it is extremely discounted. If FIFA turns up for a fiver, I will get tempted for it. But uh, I will be just keeping my... I've said this and I'm still sticking to it even with the news of this week. I'm just going to be keeping my pro subscription for as long as I feel value in it. Uh, I do not have any faith in Stadia. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people uh, in the same thing, which is a part of the spiral of destruction where people aren't going to buy games. So people aren't going to bring games and it just spirals. And this is what they really need to uh, get, get confidence out there. Yeah, I kind of second that approach. I would put it in line with investing if you wanted to go buy bitcoin or something right now uh, like i would say only put in as much as you're willing to lose and that would be the same for stadia right now but i feel i feel the same like i could say that about series x i can see that and say and say well maybe i shouldn't buy judgment day one on series x because it's going to come to game pass sooner or later because you've already got a large sega library but so me, I'm just trying to say, if you want to support games and help grow the platform, you have to put your money where your mouth is. So I'll be buying a brand new game, Judgment, on Stadia because it's not available anywhere else at the moment that I know of unless I need to buy next-gen consoles. So I feel that Stadia is a next-gen or leading up to next-gen graphics. It is great for the performance without actually buying the hardware. So I'm going to support this platform as much as I can. And... Going for, if it dies in two years, I'm not really bothered about my digital library old games. I sort of just forget about them. There's digital clutter to me in the end. <laughs> oh, man. Good good point. It's cool to see different take on this situation. Um, I don't know. I might, I might get out. 
we'll see. Hopefully, my mind is changed by the time judgment comes out. They have two two months to change my mind. But I hear you. Uh, put your money where your mouth is. If you guys want to see Stadies succeed, you know what? No, I mean support them. So I don't know. My mind might change by next podcast, but we'll see. We'll see. Anyone else want to add to that? Feel free. I would just say it's not just Stadia. I don't care if it was Xbox or Sony or anybody. If any company came out and said they were closing down all of their first party work and then didn't have something really great to announce with that, I would immediately stop buying games from that platform until something changed or until they yeah. were gone. And that's that's across the board with any gaming company, not just Stadia. Yeah. And just add to that Google's history of killing projects, right? You just, it doesn't build confidence, you know? Um, anyway. But I was a type of gamer in the past where I was supporting PlayStation and I was playing the likes of Killzone and I was playing Resistance and I was banging the drum. Exclusives are amazing. Yes, first party games, these first person shooters are amazing. And all everyone shouted was, it's not Battlefield, it's not Call of Duty. And I was like, okay. So I feel like we don't really need exclusives going forward as long as you just get the big hitters in, in the high fidelity. That's all graphic fidelity. That's all I care going forward. There you go. So, yeah, give it another try, Hugs. Um, and, again, there's different things that might be hindering your performance in the browser. So just mess with things. Again, you might just – I know for me, with my cable provider, 9, 10, 11 p.m., they're, they're working and stuff, and I have really terrible performance. So I can't judge my experience of performance around those time. Right, so you might have the same issue. So just try it another time. Try it on a different device and see if that works for you. Um, okay. So I canceled Pro and resubbed in. <laughs> oh boy. Um, good luck. I hope. I hope again. I hope you resubscribe when There's... Google shows you it's worth it. It's worth it too. But go ahead, Jerry. I going to say real quick for that other question about GeForce Now in the browser with his hit or miss experience. A lot of people aren't going in and messing with their bitrate at all. They're leaving it on auto, and it'll like catch that you have a good connection and then that you don't, and back and forth, like because Wi-Fi can be unstable or whatever. So go in there and do a manual and try the different bitrates and see what might work better. Uh, auto doesn't always always do well there. Yeah. Does GeForce Now run the 5G? It does, um, based on what I, I've tested my phone and it works pretty well um but yeah okay cool i, th I think he meant the five gigahertz wi-fi band like not oh five gig wi-fi i i do have five gig wi-fi here and it does it does so test it out you should have success that's all i can say but based so, on my experience it does do we all think GeForce Now is worth the value even when the price increase happens? Or do you think we're going to be more harsh that it's actually up the price? Well, we already know it's not increasing for us in 2021, right? Yeah, I'm saying for, for, the, for the new people that join and stuff like that. And I think it completely depends on the price. I think NVIDIA aren't blind to the market and they'll obviously look at the competition's price my estimate is it would be between 10 and 12 dollars to remain kind of competitive with x cloud stadia if it's above that then yeah maybe they'll be in trouble um the bigger issue for them at the moment is availability <laughs> they can't sell what they don't have yeah 
I, I think they're uh, I think they're ideal price point to keep people interested because we know that they're they're free to play games and their free tier are extremely popular. Um, I think that like an eight to nine dollar range would be better at getting new people on. Mm-hmm. Who wants to answer that one? Yeah, pretty close. I think nine ninety nine would be their next relevant step from four ninety nine for their current hardware. I think three tiers in the future: free, nine ninety nine for current hardware, fourteen ninety nine for RTX three thousand hardware, or four K, you know, that type of thing. And they could get away with that, and and people would still flood to it without a problem. And then will they get exclusives? So that's what I'm saying. So you think you think with the price increase, you're getting more features? Do you think it'll flock more people, or do you think people will? Demand more developers on board with the price increase. I, I hear I, a ton of people ahead. that are like, as soon as GeForce Now hits the 4K mark, um, that's it. I'm, I'm jumping quick. Like a lot of people are just waiting for that upgrade, just like with XCloud and everything else. Cloud needs upgrades. And as they start to happen, the first companies to offer these are, are going to do well. And if GeForce Now gets those upgrades at 4K, 1499, it'll do great. Yeah. I think. I think uh, people give GeForce Now a pass because of the price point, but I do believe when it comes to Stadia's price point of 999, I feel like people are going to be more vocal about you should be able to get this, and hopefully by then 4K will be a thing, because if not, um, that's going to be something that people are going to be very vocal about. So. See, I, I know we get it off the Epic Store free games, but if the price increased, I would want them to offer partnership games. I would them offer to, want to offer me free games. You know, thanks for being at Nvidia. You know, subscriber, here's a free game from our partnership. That's that, that's what I would want going forward. Oh, cool. I Mark just reminded us we do have some shadow news, so thanks for that. Let's quickly uh, cover that. But again, let's see. Are are there any more questions that we didn't cover? Um, I think we covered the majority of the questions. This is kind of like a different uh, podcast format, just playing around with things. But let's get to Sheldon News. And Mark, I'm going to let you kind of break that down because we are we don't have a lot of time here. So to do all the news in eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> break it down. Uh, all right. Uh, so obviously the major thing, Apple have removed the iOS app uh, again, so uh, it's no longer available in the App Store, and that impacts iOS, so iPhones, iPads, and TVOS, but not macOS. Essentially, what that means is if you already have the app installed on your iPhone or whatever, then you're fine. You can keep using it as is. It's still going to work. Obviously, there are a lot of people currently queued and waiting to be onboarded, and those new people won't be able to get access to it. So it's probably going to impact some people who are waiting to get Shadow and have planned to use iOS devices and that application will no longer be available. Also, not to mention, um, even though it works for the people who already have it installed, they're blocked from updating it. And we've already talked in the past about the um, the updates, the roadmaps, the new features they're rolling out. Stuff is coming in thick and fast and it won't be able to get access to that. So this exact same thing happened um, Pretty much this time last year, yeah. it was March last year. Reading their um, announcement in this, it wasn't. It didn't. It seems like an annual review, which has triggered it. But in their update, they said it was just um, their. They try to update the app every time they push an update. It gets reviewed, and it was at this point they said no. 
it seems suspicious that it was exactly a year ago that it got removed last time. I don't know what to think about that. But um, I did go in and have a look just to see in terms of their change log, some of the new things they've been pushing recently to mobile devices, like what they put out to Android. Other than adaptive bitrate, some microphone stuff and bug fixes, there's nothing major in there that would lead me to believe that the classification should, should change from the remote desktop application, which it was currently under, that, something that would push it into the cloud gaming space whatsoever. So no idea what's triggered that other than Apple's pure hatred for cloud gaming platforms that they can't take a cut of. <laughs> huh, that's that's quite interesting the time frame of the removal. Huh. Okay. I, I have to say that, it, go ahead. I have to say this news really frustrated me, really, because yeah. I'm I'm a big iOS supporter on my tablet. I put Shadow on my tablet and not be able to get features going forward or you know maintenance i feel like wow i'm being stagnated here on how i'm already being stagnated on not getting the upper tiers so i'm like shadow hurry up make up with apple try your best throw money at them and if you can't then sorry they're losing a subscription off me if i can't play on ios mm. even if it's apple's fault <laughs> yeah well that's like it is yeah but the whole point is is it, it i'm if, it, if apple if it is apple's fault it still means that i still can't play that service on this device so i have to respect apple's terms and service and say well i don't need shadow at the moment i've got other cloud services that are allowed geforce now stays here with the web apps hmm. So it'll be interesting for this one because the uh, the web client was something that they already talked about in their roadmap that was coming. So I wonder which will come first, uh, if they'll be able to resolve this with Apple and get the app back on the App Store, or if they'll just ditch it and be like, you know, everyone else has gone with the web app workaround. It's the only thing that seems to be stable enough to get around Apple's terms of service. We might as well just put more time and effort into bringing that up sooner. Hmm. Interesting. Definitely one to keep an eye out for. I mean, next year, if they accept it back in the store and then next year they remove it again, then you know that there's an issue when it comes to different financial report, right? And uh, shadow in general. But yeah. You're like a fool me once, fool me twice type situation. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So again, we're testing out a new format. Just want to give you guys time to ask questions. And you guys let us know in the comments after this airs if you guys like this format. Or do you guys want us to just go back to covering each cloud gaming platforms? And then um, hopefully, right, having time to answer questions. But if not, the main focus of the podcast is to just cover the topics of each cloud gaming platform. So you guys let us know. Testing things out here. But, fellas, do you guys have anything else to add? If not, uh, we can actually wrap this up. No? All right. Cool, cool. I just want to give members of the panel a chance to plug uh, their channels, let you guys know what they're doing, where you can find them. So to get started, Duncan, where can people find you and what do you do, sir? Uh, you can find me at uh, Wonder Escape on Twitter and uh, Cloudy with Games and stuff. Some stuff that we we do is like tomorrow night we are doing a play along, a Stadia play along. This week we did a GeForce Now one last week. We're back to Stadia. We're just rotating through all the different platforms, so you can catch that tomorrow at nine o'clock uh, UK, which is four o'clock Eastern and one o'clock Pacific, over on Cloudy with Games on YouTube. Cool, cool. 
How about you, Holtz? Where can people find you and what do you do? You can find me at Holtz86 on Twitter, and I'm just like a bad lurker on YouTube. So you'll see me in nearly every creator's YouTube just getting information or really enjoying myself. So come and say hi at anywhere where you see Holtz or Holtz86 pop up. There you go. There you go. And Jerry, uh, what do you do and where can people find you, sir? Yeah, everything that's uh, cloud and, and local hardware, Game Tech, Planet, YouTube, and Twitter. And like I said last week, the Twitter is getting a lot more active, which has been fun. we got a lot more people have been joining up on there since I finally got somebody working on that. And, uh, of course, don't forget the Discord because I'm getting ready to do a couple more giveaways. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Jerry got the good stuff, man. Go to Jerry Discord for the good giveaways, man. How about you, Mark? Where can people find you and what do you do, sir? Uh, yep, Mark Woods VOG over on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, uh, cloud gaming, VR stuff, whatever I'm in the mood for, really. <laughs> and uh, Mark VOG over on TikTok. <laughs> Still creeping people out over there. <laughs> cool, cool. Ben, what do you do, sir, and where can people find you? Um, I am on all the Discord servers for these guys plus several more so i'm cloud gaming enthusiast um you can see i put uh next to my name in the window there uh my username so that's how you can find me cool cool appreciate having you guys all here man it's always good again uh one of the reasons why this panel was created to get unbiased opinion when it comes to cloud gaming and i feel like all you guys have you know different takes to cloud gaming news and information because you guys are not biased. So really appreciate chatting cloud gaming with y'all, but appreciate you guys watching as well. Again, we'll be back here every Saturday at 2 p.m. And let us know in the comments below how you thought this format was. If you guys want us to go back to our old format to where we cover each individual platform and just spend some time with the news for that platform. I appreciate you guys. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Till next time, peace out.